Because you know it's all about, about that, that podcast. podcast. About, about that, that podcast. podcast. About, about that, that podcast. podcast. You know all about that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not really diving in tonight. And first, fellas. Welcome to the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, brought to you by Denver, Colorado's Cook Street Productions. My name is Nate, and I'll be your host tonight. Let's uh, start by having each of you introduce yourself and tell us a little about something in pop culture, music, whatever, that has captivated your interest since we did a podcast last. I will start. I'm Nate. (laughs) I don't want you guys to take this. Have we talked about Last Man Standing yet? Last Man yeah. on Earth? Last Man on Earth. Last Man Standing? Have we talked about that either? No, that's no. a Rob Williams show. Okay, well, we'll start with Last Man on Earth. That show's good. Yeah, <laughs> that, show, that show's real good. Yeah. It is real good. I've seen like the first four, I think, at this I point. I just watched five and six last night. Oh, man. he's. I love Will Forte. Yeah, that's the yes. thing. Yeah. there. You certainly can complain about the title. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the general direction, but like, I'd rather watch him do stuff than anyone. He's yeah. a real tour de forte. Yeah. <laughs> How many podcasts have you been saving that for? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we all recommend it. For yeah. Sure. yeah. The first yeah. couple episodes. It's weird that we, because we, we haven't done a podcast in six weeks. Right. That we haven't talked. It's been yeah. out, out for the six entire weeks, time. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of the few things that when, like, when you hear about it, we got really excited because of the premise and who is, he's controlling every single part of it. And it, it actually did pay off. I think it's the best comedy pilot I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Because yeah. they usually aren't that good. Like, right. Yeah, yeah it was great. So I can't remember the first. So there was the, fir- the was opening night was actually two episodes. By the end of the yeah. first yeah. one, had we met? Was the whole first episode just him? Yeah, no, the, the end think, of the first episode, yeah. you you know that smoke. she's there. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, you don't see who it is, but you know that he's not. Right. Yeah. And what was the... Didn't somebody read something about how long he wanted to keep it? As just yeah, him? Forte yeah. wanted at least the first hour to be only him and not a line of dialogue. Wow. And they God, said, wow. Yeah. And they were like, well, you got to talk to God. Yeah. You right. got to talk to... I mean, the, the sports balls. Fox, yeah. Sports balls. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. I'm Justin. And aside from promoting our new sketch, uh, The Cook Street Roast of Edward Snowden, Citizen Four, as a documentary, I think is like... It's 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 truly something. Really, I, yeah. I I don't. It's hard to judge its actual like merit artistically, I guess, because it's just it's fine. It's I didn't realize that Snowden, when he wanted to release this information, contacted Glenn Greenwald and said, "I'm going to give you the articles," and contacted this director, Laura Poitras, and said, "I want you to film it." And like so, two years later, we get to see what she filmed. Like, I assumed the footage with Citizen Four, I assumed it was just here and there, people talking about Snowden or something. I just knew it was about him. Not like, no, literally, this is Watergate, Deep Throat. We just happened to film it. (laughs) Like, and in terms of, I don't know if people care enough about that event as much as I do, but like, it's just, in terms of Watergate and shit like that, which was a big deal, I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) This is a way bigger deal than a president, like, recording conversations in his office or getting into a hotel like to have that footage of the guy of this guy revealing to fellow citizens what the government's doing he's so intelligent in it um yeah citizen four is crazy yeah it's it's nuts um it's 
And all, like as far as like how it functions as a documentary, like if they'd made it really stylized, that would have felt a little like dishonest or something. Or like yeah. they didn't need to. Like yeah. it was purely journalistic. Like they were just showing exactly what happened as it happened. It's crazy that it exists. Yeah. And I, also that I didn't know about it. I mean, right. like like when it was coming out, I did, but. When all the Snowden stuff was happening, yeah. I'd heard of Glenn Greenwald, but yeah. I hadn't heard about this whole second part of That's it. That's what I mean. Like, the, the foresight of Snowdens to say, not yeah. a, I'm going to deliver this information to you two people of the media, and one of you is going to film it, and we're going to make an Oscar-winning documentary <laughs> out of it. It's crazy, because, yeah, I didn't know about it either. They just kept it under wraps. My name's Travis, and I saw What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. Super dope. Oh. Which, yeah. Jermaine Clement? Yeah, yeah nice. Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. Yep. Um, him along with a guy I'd never heard of. Yeah, um, he's got a like a crazy name, a Maori name. Yeah, like um, Takita Matata. Yes, it's Taika Watiti. <laughs> he's very close. Um, but he, it's it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's the best comedy I've seen in theaters in as long as I can remember. Wow, wow. Yeah. that's great. Um, like it's it's so good, and it's it's it, I mean, I know like that style, the mockumentary style. I guess for people who don't know, it's um, it's a mockumentary about a group of vampires living in New Zealand. Right. Um, but you know, it's the, it's Jermaine from Flight of the Concords, and it's it's very dry. Um, it's kind of exactly what I was hoping it would be. Like nothing really happens. Right. And they just play around with every single vampire myth there is. Like um, <laughs> the the I guess I'll just name two of them. One of the things is, they, you know, they, vampires can't see in mirrors. And so they get dressed every night to go out to hit the clubs. And at the clubs, they have to be invited in by the bouncer. <laughs> but before they're going out, they get all dressed up. And they can't look in mirrors. And so they draw pictures of each other, like wearing the outfits to see what it looks like. And hold it up like it's a mirror. And they'll look into the picture and adjust their hair. <laughs> um, and then the, the only other one I wanted to mention is... Um, there's a new vampire like who's made recently and he's just really into the flying aspect of it. And so there's a part where he flies up to the second floor um, of their house and he's trying to get into the house but he's not good at flying yet. So like he sticks his legs in and then just tries to like pull himself in. It's so good. And also this, the guy, the other guy, the other director and writer, Taika Waititi, is by far the best part. Really? Yeah, he was he was shocking. Like, he played a kind of they call him a dandy. I don't know okay. if there's a better description than that. But it's just Foppish. like would we did he was he ever on a flight of the Concords up or anything? No, oh. Murray's in it briefly, okay. which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, but uh, Brit doesn't make an appearance or anything. It's oh, just Brit. it's I really want to see it with you guys. It was it reminded me a lot of Waiting for Guffman. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, my name is Evan, and I now listen to like eight hours of podcasts per day, <laughs> so that takes up a lot of your time. We're working. Um, so I'm listening to a new podcast called Guys We Fucked, <laughs> and it's by two women comics in New York, mm-hmm. and the premise is to talk about sexual endeavors, but it's like the anti-slut shaming podcast, because it talks about how promiscuous they are, and... The basic concept is to have a guy that they've had sex with on every episode. That one of them has had sex with. Wow. And talk about their, like, just their relationship and, like, how it worked out and how the sex was and blah, blah, blah. 
So it's pretty cool <laughs> Who are the to hear like the. I don't. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. But they're pretty good. Like I was pleasantly surprised because just hearing the name of the podcast, you don't know what you're gonna yeah. get. Um, it's, but it's just interesting to hear a female perspective on that and promiscuity and sleeping around. It's just kind of interesting. Uh, well, as always, we will be betting on the Rotten Tomatoes score for a movie that's out in theaters right now, or I guess in this case, about to come out. Um, Furious 7. Mm. Get excited to talk about it. We're not there yet. Um, and whoever's furthest away from the actual score will be forced to see the movie alone, which is what happened to me last time with Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm so excited. I don't even want to talk about Furious 7. I already have an erection. I have yeah. a Furious 7 in my pants right now. <laughs> It'll be fast, though. <laughs> oh, certainly fast. Yeah, so... Where to begin? <laughs> I really don't know. The first know. shade. Well, let's start <laughs> Let's start at the beginning, because that's where they started. Um, <laughs> what a crazy it, movie. It was bad right away. Yeah. So, <laughs> they blaze through the setup. They blaze through it. Absolutely burn through up. it. It's a, obviously, it's a, so it's two minutes yeah. from the start of the movie till interviewing. she's interviewing yeah. him. Wow. Um, in this time, we establish... He's a rich guy who does what he wants. She's filling in for another. She's filling in for her friend who's there sick. She's poor and doesn't reporter. really have it all figured out. <laughs> a bit mousy. Oh my god. Virgin? Um, Do we hear virgin? So you don't know that yet. Okay. She is a virgin? Yes. And what's so <laughs> fucked up about this movie is... So she's a virgin. Jesus. Which he goes even more crazy for <laughs> Gross, and right. says the guys must be throwing themselves at you and all this shit and then she's like embarrassed okay so you know he's like into dominatrix shit yeah. mm-hmm. right everyone knows this um and she's like hesitant to engage in this so he wants her to sign a contract right to be his like sex slave or whatever and did not disclose it yeah and right. obviously not talk about it and she's a uh, very skeptical of it and hesitant to do it in part because she's a virgin she's never had sex before so the scene where he, she tells him, he like acts like um, it's this little nuisance to get rid of. Picks of her up and just gives her one regular fuck in the back. We'll get that out of the way. It's like he like bribes Ew. her like, okay, now you're not a virgin anymore. Like this guy is a dirtbag. I didn't realize <laughs> they would make him such a dirtbag. But I don't think he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like this rich playboy yeah. that all the girls what want. What do you mean by fuck in the back? Like, he takes her to the back room and is, like, amazing whatever. Oh, okay. Not in the butt. The day of? <laughs> I still don't get that decision. Why make her a virgin? Yeah. Yeah. So, or to make that... Why do women you know? like this? <laughs> That's what I was I thinking the understand. whole time. It's like, it seems so, like, degrading <laughs> yeah. and the opposite of what women would want. I said, why do women this like this? This is very, very confusing. For for men, <laughs> to, was, like try and wrap your head around. I was so confused. First, I was confused because it was, I saw it nine thirty in the morning on a Friday, <laughs> and there were four other people in the, in wow. the theater with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the entire time. Thank you, dominatrix. That breakfast burrito you had. In oh the my! <laughs> Brought a Starbucks, a Big Mama's burrito in. A Starbucks? Yeah. So let me just kind of run through a few of the notes I had here. Um, the interview scene sucks. <laughs> he walks around his desk a bunch of times for some reason. Every time he asks her a question, he walks around the desk. Um, she asks if he's gay without realizing she should ask it. Like it was one of the questions her roommate had written down. Uh, and she says, are you gay? And then like catches herself after saying the entire sentence. Because no one ever reads something. You got to read questions before you ask. Them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a very good interviewer. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's funny. <laughs> she's like breaking him down with her questions, which are just, there's no other way to describe them than retarded. Um, <laughs> he ends up offering her an internship because he clearly wants to bone her. It's like he's, he'll say, so he's courting her. You know, we're used to seeing the rich guy court the yeah, girl yeah. in the movie. But he doesn't want to be her boyfriend. He wants right. her to sign a contract yeah. that says he can't call her, she can't call him anything but sir or something like that. And that she has to wait by the door when he gets home naked with a blindfold on and all this shit. And she just, he's just like, come on, baby, do it my way. You'll love wow. it. You'll love it. Oh, like the God. whole time. What happens at the end? So they clearly they leave it way open for a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> They're Wait. not going to make a sequel. Oh yeah, it's already. There's sequel books. No, yeah, yeah. but the, no one likes the no one likes the books. But it made a quarter like half a billion yeah. dollars yeah. in the box. It did decent, but it um, Jesus. It uh, it ends with what's the what's the sequel name? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Oh, wait, I think that's something already. <laughs> I wish she made a joke about that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's... I'd like to get a peek at Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Fifty Shades Darker. Um, that's the name? There it is. You stuck with Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, man. It's called Branding. Dark, what is the third one called? I think Fifty Shades... Darkest of fucking. <laughs> I don't know. She's called fuck fucking. <laughs> One ticket for fucking. <laughs> so, did you pick up any tips? I mean, for fucking <laughs> tips and tricks. Nothing about this was. I don't think anything about this was reality. Like, I don't think any real woman would have. What do you mean, blindfolded and naked when you come home? <laughs> I mean, th- this... every one of my relationships, oh my including my dog. I mean, that's fair. If, but like, there is some reality to it, I think, right? Well, because women are reading it and loving it. Yeah, there's there are people out there that this isn't an absurd character. Yeah, you it's, mean the it's, it's in the minority. Yeah, but yeah. there certainly are people. See, I think they all. My there. only exposure to dominatrix is the woman being the dominant one. Well, I've we never keep seen dominatrix, which is a woman. Right, it's, it's a woman. S and M that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, see, I've never seen like the S and M. Where the woman's not in power. Yeah. Oh, they, I'm sure it exists. Oh, I'm sure it exists too. I've just never seen it. Yeah. He kept calling her his submissive. He kept wanting her right. to be his submissive. Did your penis move at all or like fill with blood? Uh, a little bit, the, right? The inciest bit. Zero times. Never. Zero. Times. Zero. Maybe you're not straight, bro. It um it wasn't. There was a couple. Yeah, but there's plenty of Dornan to go around. <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple moments where I was like, you could. I don't know. It, I could feel that it was a sexual moment. Right. But none but of it was... it was also... Yeah, like when he wasn't was dominating shocked. her or whatever. But like, I don't know. It just... I never felt like it was... From right. the beginning, it was all so stupid and... Right. So even when it. it's like playing on HBO, I shouldn't... It's not like a wank festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> wank festival. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought at the end of the it's movie... It's so fancy. <laughs> it is. It's Couldn't a even festival. Fest. It's a fest no, you, I could have. You gotta buy tickets. A wank <laughs> festival. It's right a next to the Renaissance. really implies that you're not alone, too. Um, <laughs> that tickets cost a, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie, I thought, there's no way Justin doesn't beat off to this at some <laughs> But yours okay. didn't move at all. How many movies have so, you not seen? Okay. Through, no, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, it's remarkable. It sounds like it was it sounds like it was dumb but not but kind of bland. Yeah, the sexual parts like Yeah, he finally shows her the room like it's like an hour and 25 minutes. Jesus. Yeah, it's like yeah. Godzilla, you got to wait on it. You got to wait on it. And yeah. then um 
There is one part that gets kind of brutal. Not brutal, but like he... He goes too far. She says, okay, you, you, I, you knew it was he coming fists. the entire time. You, you wonder just how, what, when's it going to happen? He's going to cross some line. Um, and she says, like, so he clearly likes her more than he likes his typical girl that signs this contract, mm-hmm. which apparently has been like 15 times or something. Jesus. Um, wow. And she's like, like, why can't, I don't care why we can't just be together. And he's like, I don't do romance. You don't understand. Yeah. It's not me. Like, apparently he was abused when he was young or something like that. And that's oh, reason. God. That's um, horrible back. And then she, <laughs> sa- so she, yeah. she says to him, well, okay, the only way I can understand is for you to punish me like you want to. Because he's been holding back, apparently. Mm. So yeah, enlighten me. Sure. So he takes her into the little room and just bends her over. And whips her in the ass with like this whip and stick. Like he says, like I'm gonna. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna hit you, and you're gonna count the hits for me, or something stupid like that. Right. And so she hits. He hits her like she seven can't times, count, right? and she's crying the whole time. And then she stands up and says, like, you, I can't believe you did that. Why do you want to hurt me? I'm leaving. And then like she goes to leave. Whipping was it? That's not that crazy. Right. Yeah, that's not that crazy. It, got, it was. That seems very standard like for S and She's crying. Like that's the first time yeah. you see her right. in pain and him right. doing something. Right. And what's crazy mm. is I am curious what's going to happen in the second one. <laughs> when I left, I'm like, I'm glad that shit's over. But <laughs> where's the story going? Like I'm, I'm going to see the second one. It's really, really stupid, but I'm going to see it. All right, well, Ricky from Henderson, Kentucky, <laughs> says she loves our podcast. And she? she? R-I-K-K-I, Ricky, like, like Ricky, Ricky Lake. Lake. She loves our podcast and how we are so good at ripping movies up and telling her how shitty they are before she wastes her money on it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ricky. But she wonders if we can do any better. Oh. She wants to see what we've got. She so hot. Here, <laughs> she does. Yeah. She, she gave us some instructions here. Um, break up into teams of two. That's convenient because there's four of us. So two teams. You have seven minutes to come up with a movie to pitch that will cater to the other team. So you have to know the other two guys pretty well here. Um, you have to have a basic story, at least two characters, and the actors who will play them. You will then pitch your movie to the other team who will decide whether or not to throw money at your picture. One catch is that the title of the movie will come from one of the words which you will pick out of a hat. Can I use your hat real quick? Which were all random. Sure. Random, you can use my hat. Random wiki articles. And so these were legitimately. We get four of them though? Yeah, because it's going to be too hard. 1961. They were legitimately. I just picked random wiki Do articles. Do we tell you? Don't tell us. Okay. All right, so the teams are going to be Justin and Nate against Evan and Travis. And we're selecting... Rom-com. The possible... Don't give it away yet. <laughs> well, we all know. We know that goes four ways here. <laughs> all right, well, the four of us should split up now. Um, we'll spend a little time... Each team will spend a little time with the mic so we can kind of get some insights as to what we're thinking. Okay, so the let's talk to education. Do we want to do rom-com or do we want to mix it up? Do we want to make it, like, directed right to Nate and have a date expert or... <laughs> Like Department of Education. See if we can get Will Smith. Right. Okay, so let's pick the female at lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nate's going to want us to do Margot Robbie. Of course. Justin is horny for... Anything. Anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> that narrows it down. Yeah, so that probably works, right? Margot Robbie? Okay. That's a little boring. Yeah. 
Someone um, some character. Let's somebody. She's the it girl. That's too much. Right. We couldn't get her, you know. So we want a Rushmore type situation. Right. With Hackman, even. Hack. Do we want Hackman? I don't think so. Let's change that. Who's Ruffalo's dad? I mean, Evan knows the answer already, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> who does Travis respect? That's an old guy. Okay, let's let's leave the characters at that. What happens? Um, we need to pitch the story. So they both meet this fair meet maiden. At the Ren fair. Fair maiden Hurley at yeah. a Ren fair. He gets called down to the out of the. He's audience. a mere beer wench or mere yeah, beer. Yeah, he's guy. a nobody. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. But he's got dreams of. He's got to have a journey, I guess. He does. He wants to fall in love. He does. Well, why don't you guys... Uh, you want us to go first. I right? want you guys to start us off, I think. Right? Well, you we have such first. a great title that we Gee, should go first. Are you feeling ready? You're our pitcher. I feel like we should go first. Let's Ooh. go first. Okay. Save the first, the best for first? <laughs> no, it's because I'm so worried about it. I don't want to follow up gold. <laughs> All right. Well, do, should we say what our options were? I'll read the three that we didn't use. <laughs> the three titles that we did not use were, again, these were random wiki articles. <laughs> I stayed true to it. 1960 to 1961 NHL season. You didn't <laughs> use that? <laughs> NYPD Blue season. NYPD Blue season three. That'd be a hard movie to make. Yeah. And Texas Flood Tour. That's pretty good. Yeah. We considered it. Instead, we went with Welsh, Welsh rugby. rugby. Ooh. Oh. So. Our story begins in England, the English countryside, at a renaissance fair. We meet a young man in his mid-thirties who is just a bartender. You know, he works, he works, he the, works renaissance the renaissance fair. fair uh, played by Mark Ruffalo. Who? He's smart. They're, they're, not pandering. They're playing at that. They are definitely pandering. Now, just a little bit of backstory on Ruffalo. He is uh, the son of Michael Caine who is his estranged father and a legendary archer nice. in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, so far great. Ruffalo came to, to spend some time with his aging dad over the past year, and he works at a Ren Fair. So we open the movie on the Ren Fair. Ruffalo has a conversation with this attractive woman played by Elizabeth Hurley. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's with her little nine-year-old son and complains how there's not enough vegetarian options at a Ren Fair. It's and fair, he agrees. He agrees, and they have a you know a nice little Elizabeth Hurley. I just re I just registered. Okay, <laughs> they have some chemistry, <laughs> and he's like, you know, this would be great because I'm single and she's hot. But, but, the Ren Fair continues, <laughs> and they're at a uh, some sort of exhibition event, and the the main per and you know uh, Elizabeth Hurley's in the audience. Ruffalo's watching from the side sure. as a bartender, mm. and. It says, any, can, can anyone here pierce this apple with his bow and arrow? To which Michael Caine says, Well, well I suppose I could do that. <laughs> and the whole crowd goes wild. He's here. They're hero. Right. They're archery yeah. hero. So, so he, comes, he, says, he, he comes up, he, he blows the Archero. apple. Right out, out of, of the, the water. water. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, then he says, It was in water? But that's not all. But that's not all. Can I have a. Oh, dear. Can I have a volume zip? <laughs> <laughs> so that's when Elizabeth Hurley comes up and he shoots a, a pample moose off of uh, her, sure, her head. Breast head. So anyway. <laughs> off her breast. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they get to talking and she's immediately, you know, 
struck with him, oh, this legendary no. archer, and yep, they like each other. Oh no. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> Ruffalo says, Dad, I met a girl. And yeah. says, he says, Classic. so, so did, did I. I. <laughs> and then what they, does yours look like? And they point at her, and, and, then, then, Michael, and then Michael Caine says, this is a turning point in the trailer, Michael Caine says, well, it looks like we've got a real Welsh rugby on our hands. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> so, if you didn't know this, what? I feel like Welsh, Welsh, Welsh Renfair, Welsh Archer. Yeah. <laughs> so, Act Two is basically the Kane and Hurley romance continuing, going well. Ruffalo not getting involved, not sabotaging, oh, wow. still having cutesy interactions with her. Bite oh, sized chemistry. After He's sorry. Ruffalo. He's yeah. chemistry yeah. in a bottle. In a body. So yeah. like seventy five percent in, Kane Kane asks her to marry him, mm. and uh, she says yes, uh, but she says I want my nine year old son to live with us so that he can call you dad, and he yeah. says, well, I'm afraid I can't do that. I've got the only son a man could ever need. <laughs> so <laughs> he breaks off the engagement. Yeah, yeah. But also, like you know, he's, he didn't yeah. see that coming. Ruffalo's yeah. feeling like, oh my god, Dad <laughs> does love me. He's gonna cast out the nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so then Ruffalo sees his opportunity. Now they're gonna right. try to swoop in, and she's like, no, that's weird. <laughs> so says no. <laughs> then, with five minutes left in the movie, Kane dies. <laughs> and at the funeral, they lock eyes over the casket, oh. Ruffalo and Hurley. And Ruffalo presents a tofurkey leg and says, I started my own Vegasance there. Oh, oh I forgot. Oh. He's been working on creating a Vegasance. That's oh, his okay. art. His art is because of vegetarian Renfest in Northern England. Because yeah, Hurley right. wanted vegetarian options. And she says, that's very cute. And then they bang in the car? Or they don't bang in the no, car? No, I think they should. The they hearse? bang in the car. It ends on, they bang in the, ends the, on the bang. <laughs> the sunset, kind of a panning, a slider shot probably. Yeah. It's a comedy, so I yeah. think you can do that. It is? On <laughs> 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 oh, the same page the whole time. Genre? No! Real... It's a tragedy. I thought it was animated. <laughs> so they bang in the car. Animation bangs. So Real Welsh, Welsh rugby. Real Welsh rugby. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just make it the sex position, or like like a Welsh rugby. We talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we have heart. It's really great, guys. That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, we'll start with the three titles we didn't go with: uh, electronic music. Uh, mm. Yeah. Department of Education. We nearly yeah, did that. One. Almost did it. Oh, that's pretty good. Sounds so boring. But this was the this was the best one. We didn't use it though. Censor- censorship of Japanese media in South Korea. I mean, that just writes itself because it's a movie. That title. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin would have a real go with What'd that. we go with though, Trav? So we went with The Woman in the Septic Tank. Oh my God, I'd see that. So it's yeah. The Woman in the Septic Tank, parentheses two, which we chose to disregard. Well, We're making our own original okay, story. Fair enough. I mean, it's a remake. Because yeah. the reason I put the two there is it's not a remake. Actually, it's a reimagining. A film already. It might be the Filipino one. Probably is. Anyway, our movie is a, is a bit of a genre breaker. Mm. Oh, a bit good. of a. It, mm. it, it looks at the state of current media and says a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> um, are you guys familiar with. Fourth the, wall? Right. Breaking it right down. <laughs> are you guys familiar with the show Dirty Jobs? 
Go with Mike Jobs? Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe. <laughs> That's when the CEO does like, no. the dirty part. This guy just goes to oh, yeah. crazy jobs in America and does them with yeah. the person for a little bit. So it's just like things that are gross, like you know, walking through the feet, like a cow manure field, mm-hmm. and picking it up and eating it or whatever they do. Our, our movie opens with an episode of Dirty Jobs. Oh. So like any other episode, it's Micro talking to the camera. I'm going to Arlington, South Dakota. Um, <laughs> to, you, you think you can get Micro? Oh, yeah. We're getting Ro. <laughs> We're just getting started with the casting. <laughs> it's about to get confused. <laughs> so anyway, the, the this episode of Dirty Jobs, um, he's going to a septic cleaning business um, in Arlington, South Dakota, um, that is uh, run by a woman and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And they used she used to be married. Her husband started the septic tank. Died on the job. Died on the job. Died on the job. Died on the job. Wouldn't you just know it? Yeah. A real septic heart attack he got. But they carried on because, like, mm-hmm. who else was going to clean these septic tanks? That's right. So this business was called Plum Hers. Because they're female plumbers. Oh, they are? So her daughter, who's a real South Dakota, you know, gem, is Ariana Grande. Oh, my God. Whoa. The the mother is Jennifer Lopez. Sure. That actually kind of makes sense. Right? Yeah. God, yes, I'm in. (laughs) So they're just real, they're down-home chicks, you know? They're they're great at their jobs. They get the septic tanks all sparkly and white. Sure. White. <laughs> if that's the it's color they started. <laughs> um, anyway, so Micro. That's the first three minutes, right? <laughs> so Micro goes there. It's just an episode of Dirty Jobs. Um, you know, it's cleaning the septic tanks with them, talking about how gross it is, looking at the camera and being like, "Oh, is this over yet?" Or whatever that yeah. show is about. <laughs> We should probably watch that first. <laughs> and at some point, he's doing it, and the camera's off. They're, they're, his production assistant, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> oh, stop. His, his, that, is a, that is an ad lib by Travis. That was <laughs> not run by the casting department. <laughs> Ricky Rubio is running something by him. Yeah. <clears throat> As he's doing this, Micro's pretending to look. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Been doing the show for fifteen years. It's a dirty job. He's yeah. drinking a lot off stage. You know, oh, I mean, he yeah. doesn't take it seriously. Every cut character? character. Oh yeah. Well, he's the only character. Mike. <laughs> oh, no. in the movie. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. For this right now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But his production assistant, Ricky Rubio, yeah. is running by. You know, talking him through the dailies. And he's just kind of listening. He's drinking from his coffee, which he poured whiskey oh, earlier. Oh, a lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey. <laughs> it's more whiskey than coffee at this point. As, as Rubio... Does he say takes... things like, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it? Probably. <laughs> as Rubio's talking to him, because this, you know, Rudy, Rubio is bright-eyed. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's really throwing himself into this business, and, and he takes it seriously, even if Roe doesn't. Yeah. As he's talking to him, Roe looks over and looks at Ariana Grande, and, you know... Sparks fly. At least for him. For him. He's a dirty old man. Yeah. And this is a, a young, beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is when we break down the fourth wall. So mm. you're really seeing behind the scenes of the show. Yeah. Rose seduces Grande. Mm. She's um, you know, seduced by his his fame, his power, all this voice. Stuff. His voice. Type he's an old he's an old, powerful man. I don't know anything about him. He does, look up a picture? he does voiceovers and he does dirty jobs. He does yeah. the Chevy. Would I root for him? Is he? You know, I. Th- I don't need to see a picture. Okay. Would I root for him? 
We're, um, we're not saying you have to. Okay. Yeah. Genre breaking. <laughs> so he takes her from this this small septic tank of a town. <laughs> well played. Let's <laughs> the metaphor as far as we can. He takes her right from Plum Hers all the oh, way to Hollywood. To the woman in the septic tank. Right. That's her. That was the town. Yeah. He takes sure. her all the way out. To, <laughs> You've uh, read the script. <laughs> Takes her sure. to Hollywood, shows her, you know, fa- she tries sushi for the first oh, time. She, limos. She's put in a limo. Uh, sunroof. Sunroof <laughs> on the limo. Yeah. She eats sushi in the limo. Oh. They have a great date, all this stuff. And then, you know, it goes on and and she's, she's starting to wonder, like, I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I really do like this Mike Rowe guy. Um but he seems to into his position and being a host of a TV show and he's you know, palling around paparazzi. He's, he's palling around with the cash cab guy. It just gets a little <laughs> old. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> Real Discovery he's, Channel click they got going. He's yeah. fifth build. Oh, the yeah. cash cab right. guy. I'm in. <laughs> at some point she she kinda looks at Rubio and thinks through Boy, herself. You, got to. you know, that guy's a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else. He's younger. Right. So, in the middle of the night, she's scared by her feelings for Rubes. Yeah. Huh? She And Rubio playing himself. <laughs> his name. Yeah. Um, if I can give one note to the studio. <laughs> he's definitely a Ricky. There's no other name. Yeah. So, she runs in the middle of the night. She's scared by her feelings. Um, she runs back to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. The septic tank town. The septic tank town. Um, and at this point... Mike Rowe and Ricky Rubio follow them back there. They ditch their next dirty job. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they go back to this town, and she confesses to Mike Rowe that, you know, maybe this is crazy, but, like, Hollywood's not for me, <laughs> you know? Like, it, like, I just want, I want you to be yourself. I, I, I want to be, I want to be here. I don't want to be there. And um, that really works for Rubio. And then, <laughs> oh, which part? The, the thing that we said on the way out. Oh, really? That's what we're going with? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ariana Grande? Dead the whole time. No. Oh. No. So is no one's seen that twist ever. Wait, she's dead she was the dead whole time? She was dead the whole time. She's the one who died in the septic tank. Not her dad. Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> lost the third J Lo just a cameo? Yeah. So Mike Rowe ends up with J Lo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Age I want. He's appropriate. Grieving mother. That's what I want. Then Rubio go to the NBA. Yeah, then Rick Rubio <laughs> starts playing basketball. It works. Man, out yeah. hmm. the woman in the septic tank. I want to see it tonight. <laughs> is it funny? No. <laughs> Not I mean, one yeah. laugh. Of course it is. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> The Woman in the Septic Tank, starring Ariana Grande, Mike Rowe, and J-Lo, and Rick Ricky sort of, Rubio, and Ricky Rubio, and the guy from Cash Cab, the guy from Cash Cab <laughs> or Welsh Rugby, starring Michael Caine, Mark Ruffalo, Elizabeth Hurley, and a cameo um, for The Sun. Oh. Who played The Sun again? It was... Elian no. Gonzalez. Uh, <laughs> Emil Hirsch Jr. Emil Hirsch's little brother, Emil Hirsch Jr. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to get to the main event, which is a film called 
what did they fucking call it? <laughs> Furious Seven Fast seven. Guys. Oh. Can I read you the names of these seven movies in a row? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because also it's not Furious 7. That's weird. It's not. It's fast None of the 7. other movies were called Furious. Yeah. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. Mm -hmm. 53%. Too Fast, Too Furious, with numbers. Mm -hmm. 36%. Mm -hmm. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Colon, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. 36%. Well, didn't have any of the real guys in it. Fast Vin and Diesel's Furious. at the end of it, man. The fourth one is called Fast and Furious. Right. It took the thes out. Yeah. Boom. That's it. <laughs> fourth one. 27%. <laughs> Oof. I don't remember that one. Fast Five. No. 77%. Yeah, that's where it jumped back up because they just went fucking nuts. 50 point jump from the fourth just, to the fifth. They just embraced it. That yeah. will never, yeah. ever, <laughs> ever happen again. Yeah, well, they're, cool. yeah, they won't get. Okay. There'll never be another franchise to get five movies of 27%. Fast and Furious Six. Mm hmm. 68%. Yeah. Can you And this movie is called Furious 7. <laughs> Wait, what was 6 again? Fast and Furious 6, 68%. Can you do the percentages in order? It was just Fast and Furious 6? Yeah. Can you just do the percentages? Percentages in order. 53, 36, 36, 27, 77, 68. Wow. Seems like lots we're due of, for a 36. Lots mm -hmm. of lots of this. Mhm. Mm and who knows how many fucking more there're going to be. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's, they wrap this one up or what. How many have you seen? That's going to be my question mm. to each of you. Who's seen what? You've seen zero percent of zero. this trilogy. It's hard to do. That it was my. Am I missing out? You call it out? a trilogy? Yeah. No, it's really, what is this? Septilogy? It's a legacy. It's, it's two <laughs> trilogies and an original. It's an octrilogy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not. Septrilogy. Yeah. Oh, that works. Um, I, I've seen definitely the first one. Definitely yep. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> That's so weird. That's the one. That's well, it's because I just I probably have seen all of them, but I remember that one. I remember it's got, it's got that kid. Really yeah. with a hick in it. Yeah, it's got the hick kid. Japanese guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Fast Five, the highest rated one I remember seeing because it was getting all the hype. Yeah, it, right. Honestly, it was the most enjoyable of the three. That's the one where they dragged the safe. Yeah, they like really yeah. started fully embracing. They embraced. Is that the one where the car? Drives underneath an 18-wheeler. That happens in, I believe, three of them. <laughs> yeah, <that might laughs> Absolutely. But I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, no, that's not true. Let me amend that. Since I've seen that, every time I pass an 18-wheeler, I think, could my car fit underneath this? And never once has the answer been yes. <laughs> so no, like, but you don't have a low-riding car. They, they, they drop their the car. Sure. Cooler. But I do drive a Honda Civic. And it's never Rag much. Oh, it's not. Really, you can't really do that. No, no they they no, no. they jacked up eighteen wheelers and lowered down there. Did car. they actually do that stunt? That's yeah, so dangerous. Most of these stunts are legit done. But no, it's because the money they make. Oh my god! Yeah. Worldwide, I bet yeah. it's um, insane. They and they keep going up. Yeah, that's how does they'll that never stop. No, but right. yeah, like how Why does would it? They? I guess more. People... It would take like cast members to die or something. Oh. <gasps> You think Vin's going to die? It's essentially a linear climb from the first movie to the last movie from 200 million to 800 million. Wow. Oh my God. So that, you know why would they ever stop? You know what's crazy is I'm pretty yeah. sure they killed off Michelle Rodriguez in like the second one. But? And but, then they brought her back, brought her back. from yeah. the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like were running out of cast member ideas. I really want to show you guys this clip. So I found a... Interview. We, don't, we don't need to see the trailer. No, I'm not going to. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll decide. <laughs> we'll do this in lieu. But you got to see Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, and the fat chode dick that is Vin Diesel <laughs> discussing this <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
When we first made the movie, uh, we didn't think that we were going to ever make a sequel. And uh, after Tokyo Drift, I came on as a producer with him. And we started to dream about a saga that the audience could follow. And we dreamed of future pictures, and we dreamed of following these characters and following this multicultural family. Uh, so to be here, about to present the trailer to Fast and Furious 7, or Furious 7, <clears throat> is a dream come true. Uh, he, he's amazing. He said, not ironically, that he thinks this is going to win Best Picture at the Oscars, right? I'm not kidding. I think you're right. No, that was an article. Wasn't that, that he said that? Yeah. There was an article Diesel written about that. that. Yeah. I don't see how it couldn't be not ironic. Diesel doesn't he seem knows, like anything he, he does is ironic. You'd have to be retarded. He doesn't believe it. Well, he might. He might. He's, how? He's really dumb. But, yeah. <laughs> Just ignoring all But that's like, don't logic. you think like like going into the this NBA season, somebody like Kemba Walker like legitimately thought that they were going to win the title? Like, these people are just, once you're that famous, right. you're just delusional. Yeah. I mean, in, Incredibly Loud and Incredibly Close, or Extremely Loud, whatever that one was, was yeah. less than the last Furious movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. <laughs> There's just not a good track record yeah. of uh, them There's rewarding no. action movie think, sequels. I don't think he's seen any best movie ever. <laughs> like, any movie that has ever won Best so, Picture, so I don't so think right. that Diesel has seen. Yeah, I guess I just don't know much about uh, him. Because I've avoided all of these movies, and right. he doesn't really do anything else. Oh, no. you tell that to Riddick. Never seen no. that. Never seen Pitch Black. Like I might have seen one movie with Vin Diesel in it. I don't think he does. Triple X. Else. Oh, you've seen. Yeah. You've seen. Uh, <laughs> he said yeah, seen, So boiler room. Boiler room. Boiler room. And but like, Guardians. Pitch Black is part Guardians. of the Chronicles of Riddick, and right. I think there's three. Like he does those two things. Yeah. Yeah. He's awful. It's bullshit. He got into Guardians. Explain uh, to me yeah. bullshit. what, um, with specifics, <laughs> what um, embracing what it is on the fifth movie entails. Mm. Okay. So the first four movies, they're presenting it as a good movie. And five through now seven, they're saying, we know it's not good, but isn't it entertaining? Yeah. Because like, that's a weird line. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. To right. switch to. I don't, it's kind of crazy. Or is it the audience started to appreciate it? Right. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just they made better movies. You think they're like, better, though? Tokyo Drift is. In oh, yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious 2 is awful. Yeah, he's right. The script oh, yeah. and all that did get better. And, yeah. But it's not, still, like, not good now, still, though. It's 77% <laughs> for Fast 5. There's right. got to be some kind of. You know what I think part of it is? is ironic in, like, enjoyment. They probably just did, like, focus more on the action and doing things that hadn't been done before. Right. Because, like, two, two and three are just really, really bad movies that have bad plots and right. all that. Right. I haven't seen four, five, six, seven, or... Because, like, it doesn't... I, I've said this, I guess, when I brought it before. It doesn't interest me at all because I know that it's such a... It, it is the most ironically enjoyed piece of art on a mass level, other than Sharknado. Yeah, Which see, I, I don't, also but don't it's want not, to No, but I, I don't that think that's what it is. It's not the same as Sharknado. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know. I know Sharknado's way more right. bad. And whatever, on purpose. Right. And on purpose, and it's aware of itself in that sense. But still, not, no one is seeing um, a movie like Fast and Furious 
I know people are saying it sincerely, but this is the biggest money-making ironic machine. See, I don't think it's ironic at all. So many people embrace... Like, it's what the Expendables wanted to right. do. Yeah. And right. the Expendables isn't doing it. But it's yeah. them like them giving that explanation for something they know is supposed to be bad, but them actually liking it. Yeah, which is fine, but no one... Most of the time when people talk about, like, our peers that talk about it or are excited about it, right. it is definitely with a wink. It is definitely yeah. not as right. a sincere... These movies take themselves very seriously, as you, as we just saw. Like, there's there's no sense of... Sharknado knew what it was. I don't think right. there's any sense of that with these movies. Well, regardless of the artist's intent, though, it is being enjoyed on a, man, this is so ridiculous level, right? In a way that X-Men is not, or any right. other action movie that's about to come out is going to be embraced. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if if the new... If the new Transformers got like an 80% or something, I don't think it'd be all that different. Like, it's just, they make, now apparently they're making very good action movies. And yet, this is what I've always so they're wondered just good. about. This is what I've wondered about <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Is like For that genre, yeah. Do, do the critics, right. are the critics looking at it through this, you know, whatever, through this yeah. lens of like, this is the movie it is. How yeah. well does it do that? And in the past, they, we have seen that yeah. score not shown that. you Because know, like, the acting, I imagine, is atrocious. atrocious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they must be using that lens. Yeah, yeah. That's They what have I'm, to be. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. To give it a 77, they must have been looking through some kind of lens. Yeah, the last two were yeah. 77 68. Right. Speaking of enjoying something ironically, I've been meaning to tell you guys this. Uh, so you know we have our grown-ups thing. That's kind of the thing we've all... Sure. <laughs> grown-ups, grown-ups, too. We, we've yours, certainly, yeah. you know, unpacked that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's this podcast uh, that fellow Rotten Potatoes co-host at one point, Ava Anderson, told me about. It's called Worst Idea of All Time. It's two New Zealand comics who watched Grown Ups 2 once a week for a year. <laughs> oh, my God. And put out a podcast episode immediately after each week's viewing. Wow. No fucking way. 52... Straight viewings of Grown Ups We too. have to... Definitely. I've listened to them. They're, their guys are pretty good. I mean, I've listened to all of them. I jumped forward just <laughs> right. to... Because the whole thing, I guess... Hour? Now it's about 25 to 30 minutes. And by the end, like, it got... A, like, it was on... Paul Shear called it out first. That got mm. some attention. Then Split Sider picked it up. That's how Ava heard about it. Wow. And so they just finished in February. They watched 52 straight weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Just picking apart. And just, you know, going off on tangents, obviously. Right, they're, right. they're stand-ups. <laughs> um... But really slipping into despair. Like, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Just you like, got to question things. Eventually, it just became like anything else where you're committed to something and it became more about the, we said we'd do it, we're going to do it. <laughs> do they still, do they talk about their, themselves or do they talk about the movie? Like, they talk they, about how they're doing. Yeah. Like how they're doing. It's like supersize me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, so it got fairly big. They So they ended up coming to America and like sold out some uh, Sunset Boulevard theater to watch it for the 52nd time and did like a Q&A and wow. the whole crowd came. and So they just started their second season. Or they're going to do it again. With the same movie? Not the same movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sex in the City 2. Oh, man. <laughs> I love these guys. It's Jesus. pretty incredible. You got to bow that's down. To, I, th- I thought we had... Yeah. Commitment, but wow. <laughs> yeah. it's insane to watch wow. it every week. What an original, that's a great devoted idea. idea. Yeah. And now they're kind of famous because of it. Wow. Right, well, um, we know we know from Justin and Kelly is eventually going to be our bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> we know that when we get there. Just haven't decided how we're going to use it. Yeah. So, 
looking at five and six, um, like you're saying, what really changed it to this taking itself the seriously rock. or whatever? The Rock is in it, which is important. He's probably a good actor comparison. He is actually compared. Yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, there. He's I, a big actor. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a man. fucking giant. <laughs> um, Especially next to Vin Diesel. <laughs> that's crazy. Some of what I was reading is just there's lines Vin like, <laughs> you know, talking about five and six that they like aren't, you know, they're not, um, they're not great movies, but they deserve props for delivering exactly what the fans crave or whatever. Yeah. Right. But I can't think of another movie that Rotten Tomatoes has done that. No, you right. you constantly are trying to yeah, err on right. that, thinking no. I think the critics will know yeah, that this, this is, is shitty. But, yeah, what to expect? I don't know. Like, what in. else? Yeah, you're right. If this isn't this isn't on Sharknado level. But what other movies are there like this that right. we kind of think? The you know, they kind of they yeah, the Expendables. They cater right? to like the lowest yeah. form of just. I mean, it's like all the new Die Hard movies, probably. I mean, yeah. The, like, the, what did the what did the last Die Hard get? <laughs> like sixteen. Yeah, that was low. Die Harder. Good day to Die Hard. I don't know. It just seems like like the fact that the two ones ago got a seventy seven isn't that remarkable to me anymore. Because no, I mean, yeah. the Avengers got ninety something. We won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but like you know, Captain America two was in the eighties or something. Like action movies do well. Yeah. And yeah. like I think it's because critics are grading them on a different scale. On a curve. Aren't these really cheesy though? Because those aren't that cheesy. Pretty cheesy. The Avengers is no, so not, fucking cheesy. Are not, you kidding not, me? Not, not I, no. <laughs> lines, <laughs> but there's lines like, like in Furious. I can't think of what they were in Fast Five, but just yeah. like, well, we're gonna need to get a new. Gonna whatever. need a bigger car. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. They, they have just some lines like that in Avengers, right? Again, coming to you as a newbie, is this about fast cars? Well, yeah. Now it's. So so now it's more it's, like crime. Now it's more like okay. but they're not doing crimes. They're like on the rock is like a DEA. Yeah, agent. like at the end of five, <laughs> right. they like Yeah. He yeah, like kind of it's, it's insane. In the so, first movie, Paul Walker's a cop, but he's like undercover. Right, undercover right. cop. In the second or third at some point he leaves the cops behind and yeah. goes back to the drag racing world. But it's more so yeah, like No, it's like drug peddling. Yeah, and like thieves. Like stealing yeah. things from eighteen wheelers right. while they're it's on the heist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's heisty. So is so is maybe that part of the reason that it is they've just expanded the world. They're yeah. like, well, we have these characters now. We know cars are going to be involved, right? But let's not keep it so specific. Yeah, to it's not about like, Tokyo. Like the first one, thing. the first one, they're tuning cars. They're putting NOS in cars. Yeah. Now they don't deal with that at all. Right. They have yeah. cars that they yeah. yeah we soup this car up and then it's just <laughs> it, it right. goes. There's still going to be like a reveal scene when they're like check out my new, new ride. ride. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. smart. They just up the scale. Yeah. yeah, and they have so much more money. Each film they can do. Yeah, like the stunts in the last few are. Unbelievable. There was like I have no idea how they did something. There's like sure. tanks involved yeah. and like yeah. I mean they, the scale of what they can do is unmatched really in terms yeah. of action films. What is the Paul Walker deal? Like what okay, footage so did they have of him? They're not going to kill him is what I've been Wow. They don't that would be cuz in a car crash that would especially. Be not coach, yeah. I heard um, it was handled respectfully and that's, that's what I'm reading. I'm not going to read too much into it. They're certainly marketing anything. it towards the Come right. see this. It's bid farewell to one of your favorite characters. Yeah. The the this this review on Us Weekly. Oh God. Says <laughs> says Paul Walker's quote, gleaming smile lights up the screen. End quote. Late star gets quote touching send off. 
end quote. Do you want to hear uh, an anecdote that I read from Vin Diesel? That yes. <laughs> Do you know he said, this is supposed to be sad. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he said that he had a dream while they were on the set of this movie that he died. That Vin Diesel died, not Paul Walker. And so and he woke up from this dream, went over to Paul Walker's trailer, and said, "Like, hey, hey, bro, I I just had this dream that I died, and uh, I just want you to know we're bros for life." Oh, come on, that didn't happen. And then this is the last time they he ever saw him. Mm-hmm. So. It was a dream off. that he Hate to be cynical. he died, which is <laughs> yeah. weird. So they were shooting. It's like I had a dream that I died. I wouldn't like go over to like Nate's room and knock on the door and just say like, "I just want you to know that I love you." Right. Just yeah. in case anything happens to me, yeah. I want to make sure you know that. Yeah. I know one of us is going to. But hopefully, it'll happen to you. It does so, sound like there's some sort of closing um, tribute montage to him. Um, oh, do you want to know anything else? Length? Yes. Yeah. Seven, right? That's the length? <laughs> two hours and 20 minutes. What? Yeah. Of course it is. Shit. It was Fuck always going to be two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> Fuck last last thing, and then we'll make our guesses. But Should what has the director hours. done? Oh. Who, James Wan? James Wan. James Wan directed all. Except the first one, which you'd, could be the only one you argued was good. All eight of the Saw movies. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. There have been eight Saw movies? Seven. Seven. The last one's just Saw 3D. This um, is the second number seven movie he's done? <laughs> How do you have a this seventh? One, this movie? one he swoops in at the seventh. Yeah. Doesn't that build it Still. The budget for this film... Is somewhere between two hundred and two hundred and fifty million dollars. Jesus Christ! Wow! Wow! It's gonna make that in China day one. Yeah, but that's still, true. Still, that's a lot. This movie will make a billion dollars. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else I can help you with? <laughs> uh, that's good. The boys will now lock in their scores. I kind of want to And see whoever this. is the lowest. Two hours and 20 minutes. Though. You know what? I kind of yeah. think there's gonna be a group going. So I think seeing this by yourself, you don't want to do. It's true. I guess my vote, my, what I'm guessing is the score that I think it would have been if Paul Walker had not died. So I'm assuming that doesn't change that much. So I guess 40. I went low. What would you, mm. if Paul Walker was factored in, would you go lower or higher? Higher. Okay. I just think. Um, yeah. Be some you difference. think the way they handle it will counteract any jump that they would have been given? As I also did. think that he's been dead for a while. That sounds dark, but like if if this movie had come out like a couple months, right. yeah, it was like a year and a half. That would have really changed the score. Yeah, it's it's weird to talk about a death in terms of we're kind of over that, right? But I do feel like we're over that. But the fans of this series are not over it now. They haven't no. gotten their closure and they're about to get it. But the fans don't get to adjust the. Right. I can tell you, ninety-eight percent want to see it. Yeah. That always helps. Were they? Did they think about calling it Furious Seven: The Paul Bears? <laughs> wow! That's... I would just like to say that the all opinions are expressed. Hold on, I'm not done. DVD <laughs> are not those of no. The don't waste production. it yet. I'm not done yet. So Paul Walker's six feet under. Oh. Okay. Times seven movies, forty-two. That's really close to Travis's. 
42 is my guess. Evan? Did you sandwich? Did you definitely sandwich? Did you sandwich? Yo! I thought he got 41. 41. (laughs) This is definitely going to be me. It's definitely going to be me. Um, I'm giving them some deference. (laughs) I think that they're going to handle the Paul Walker thing as well as it could be handled. Yeah. And I don't know that. I think there will be some critics who won't want to give it a bad score for that reason. Uh, I went 58. So we all went pretty low. 40, 42, and 58. That makes the over-under 49. There is a consensus in. Serving up a fresh round of over-the-top thrills, while adding unexpected dramatic heft, Furious 7 keeps the franchise moving in more ways than one. 87%. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Top critics, it's 92 <laughs> people what is happening top critics is 92. it's 92 for the top critics. out of how many 11 13 but everyone says like furious 7 offers edge of the seat excitement with outlandish action sequences inventive stunts hilarious cartoonish moments and even some touching emotion that's it it is i mean i don't know anything about if it's good or not good but it does seem like the critics have some sort of weird kid glove thing with right franchise absolutely all of a sudden all right everyone well thanks for listening we again are cook street productions you can find more podcasts our web series and our sketches on facebook and youtube or our website follow us on twitter at cook underscore st Vote on which movie pitch you like Welsh rugby or the woman in the septic tank.